Black True Crime is a podcast that researches and discusses murders committed by black offenders. It is a podcast that anyone and everyone is welcome to enjoy, but it may not be enjoyed by anyone and everyone. So listener discretion is advised. Now, without further ado, this is Black True Crime. Hello, everyone. Hi, guys. I'm Kayla. And I'm Kristen. And this is Black True Crime. And if this is your first time here at the show, friend, welcome and hello. Welcome, you guys. Came just in time. It's Black History Month. So you Mm -hmm. already know Black True Crime and Black History Month go hand in hand. They go together. Even though I haven't done anything yet. She has nothing prepared. I'm changing the tie today. So get with it. Okay. We'll see. We'll see. What you mean we'll see? Oh. We'll see what you got. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. We'll see. Thank you guys for coming back to listen to this episode. Last week's episode was so fun. We got a lot of positive feedback on it. It was different. So if you haven't listened to episode 135, go ahead. I haven't even seen the comments yet. People liked it. Mm-hmm. They really did. You they, guys liked it. They did. That's they did. nice. Yeah. We love when we do cases that you guys enjoy. So hopefully sh- you guys enjoy this week's case. I mean, it's a little different. It's one of those cases where you don't have a lot of information um, but worth covering. Okay, let's get into it. This dude is looking dusty already. No Kristen, shade. It's <laughs> shade. No shade. <laughs> to be fair, all cases are worth covering, obviously. But you know, to try to cover forty minutes to an hour, it's yeah. it's it's difficult. So yeah. we'll see if we can do it today. And if not, that's okay. So, sister, are you ready? Let's get into <laughs> it. Let's get started. Didn't write an intro. So just join us as we discuss Joshua Wayne Andrews. Okay. Mr. Dusty. Is he the killer or the victim? He's the killer. Okay. Joshua Wayne Andrews was born in February of 1982 in Texas, I believe. He was a nomad, kind of like, you know, us. And yeah, Josh had a very difficult life from basically the very beginning When he was only two months old, his father, a man named Maurice Andrews, was accused of killing two men during a jewelry store robbery in Beaumont, Texas. Dang. Shout out to Beaumont. Shout out to Houston. Mm -hmm. Also, Kayla, you have to say Kristen after you say the date. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm not used to you actually having something prepared. Kristen, what do you have for us in regards to black history? Okay. You guys. So here's what I was thinking. I wasn't really getting exposed inspired this black history month Mm -hmm. like it just wasn't giving so what i'm going to do is have a black history segment every single episode this month in hopes that it rejuvenates my joy for Mm -hmm. bhs's Mm -hmm. so let's get into it Mm -hmm. did you know hattie mcdaniel do y'all know the name hattie mcdaniel hattie kill do you know hattie no okay hattie mcdaniel was the first black woman ever to receive an oscar Oh, Hattie, what's she getting for? She's so cute, one. She received an Oscar in 1940 for her performance as Mammy in Gone with the Wind. Okay. Is now, it giving? Now it's clicking and it's giving and okay. it's tracking. Y'all, Hattie McDaniel was this cute little chunky little cherry drop button, cute mama mm-hmm. and had the nerve to be on radio in 1920, mm-hmm. right? She was a radio show, radio talk host, whatever. Mm-hmm. 20 years later, she's receiving an Oscar? Wow. 
This woman was phenomenal, okay? It's giving Fantasia. It really is. It's giving like Jennifer it's, Hood. Yeah, like it's giving somebody that's phenomenal that was probably one of the first of her time, mm-hmm. especially the first to get noticed because she was the first black woman to receive an Oscar. It. Wow. In 1940. Wow, wow, wow. I love that. Shout out to Hattie. Shout out to Hattie. Is she gone? She's not with us anymore? She's definitely not with us anymore. She died in 1952. What? Yeah. At at an older age? She lived around 60 years old. 59, it looks like. Okay. She was so cute. Look at her. Oh. Looking like a gummy bear. She's so cute. So stinky cute. That is Aunt Jemima. (laughs) I love her. So shout out to Hattie. Shout like, out to Hattie. She looks like a bright, beautiful soul. And Absolutely. back in that time, to be a bright, beautiful soul, I'm sure it was extremely hard to do as a black person. Yeah. Ooh. Shout out to Hattie. Happy Black History Month, girl. Okay, sister, thank you so much for that trip down history lane. You're welcome. So Homeboy was born, I think, in Texas. He was born 1982 in February. Boma. Boma. He ended up being convicted, not him, his daddy, mm. Maurice. He ended up being convicted of the two murders and was sentenced to death. Dang. Yeah, they weren't playing. The courts kill his daddy? Oh, they tried. So we're going to get to it. Joshua had to go to the prison where his dad was on death row to visit him. So I don't know how old he was. I know, like I said, he went away when Joshua was two months. But I don't know how often he was able to see him or whatever, but... Either way, him and his brother, Roman, would go see their dad. And around the time Joshua was about 13, his dad had received a stay of execution. Okay. And this was four hours before he was supposed to be put to death. Wow. So it was cutting it close. That anxiety, I think I wouldn't wish on anyone. You know, like people are preparing for him to not be here anymore. 100%. His accomplice had been killed by lethal injection in 1987 for his part in the murders. Mm -hmm. So it was like a big deal for Maurice to receive that stay. Why did he receive the stay? Do we know? No, don't know. Whoa. But he obviously has somebody really, really working in his behalf. Like, could you imagine if you were the freaking partner? No. <gasps> and like, and you lost members. your life, mm-hmm. but the partner that you did it with received a stay. You gone at this point. You don't know what the family knows. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a. That's intense. That's, that's a shitty blow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. However, less than a month Later, mm-hmm. so a month after his stay was granted, Maurice was stabbed in the right temple during a fight with a, another inmate and was pronounced dead at the scene. Well, damn, that kind of feels like that was for nothing. <laughs> it was absolutely for, well, you know, well, I, mean, I think it looks for like it's for nothing. I mean, if he didn't see his kids, his family during that month, it was definitely for nothing. Mm-hmm. Told, yeah terrible geez that's a horrible way to die definitely it sounds like it's like super scary because part of that you're i know you're aware of what's happening i mean some people get stabbed right in the like head and yeah. they're alive and they're still alive and they survive some people get shot in the head and they're alive facts so we're gonna talk about that he was 39 years old when he died maurice was his um joshua's oh, dad okay. joshua and roman's dad maurice is the dad yes <laughs> he was 39 when he died correct that's young he was murdered mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but he was gonna spend his life in jail anyway so either way he died where he was, was going, going to, to die. die right so joshua was already exposed to some of the worst parts of humanity by his you know his dad's actions exactly even though his dad always claimed that like i didn't do this i had mm-hmm. nothing to do with it which you know a lot of people say that mm-hmm. And then by what happened to his dad. 
So murder and murder. That's like an immediate introduction to the justice system, like in the most negative way possible. It's a murder sandwich. It's child. Yeah. You can't trust the courts after that. No. They're prosecuting your daddy. And are. Fast forward to when Josh was eight years old, he suffered third degree burns to his face when his piece of shit neighbor threw gasoline on him and lit a match. On the eight-year-old. Now, I'm going to sit here and be completely honest with you, Kristen. Josh wasn't the greatest kid. I'm sure. Okay. But according to his mom, before this happened, like, he was a normal kid. But after this happened, things really started to take a turn. After he got gasoline poured on him? After he straight, like, uh, someone attempted to murder him, basically. I mean, why? I mean, why? I would expect so. Yeah. That's cruel. Gasoline and fire and all that, like... On an eight-year-old. On an eight-year-old key, I'd rather whoop his ass as a grown-tail person than throw Try gasoline to and just burn un- him alive. Unfucking believable. So I'm like, I need to be talking about who did this to him. Like, where is that person's name? Did they get any type of punishment yep. yeah. for this? Because that's what the fuck they should have got. Mm-hmm. The attack permanently scarred Joshua's face. His vocal cords were severely damaged, and he had to get one of his ears rebuilt by doctors. Wow. Yeah, so as you can see, in this picture, you can't really see, like, the damage to his face, but he always had some type of damage that he was working, you know, working with, in a sense. That is so hard for an eight-year-old boy to experience. 100%. On top of what he already experienced with his daddy. Yeah. And it seems like he may have been, like, touch and go when it came to his recovery for a little bit because his mother, Amani Taimula, recalled, quote, we prayed and prayed and prayed. He woke up one day and said, Mommy, I'm hungry. I just cried because his voice had come back. So I guess, like, they didn't know if he was going to be able to talk again. Like, you know, it was very bad. When Joshua went to school and played in the neighborhood... You know how cruel boys, crusty kids can be. Can be. I can't stand other people's kids. Kids are bad, horrible, fucking horrible. This is why the Bible said we need whooping. (laughs) 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 You need to whoop your children. I mean, whatever works for you, but I'm probably gonna whoop mine. I'm whooping mine. (laughs) So yeah, these evil kids teased him, called him crispy critter, mummy, wow, and Scarface. Well, I would have wore that like a badge of honor. Scarface can say. But Mummy was pretty bad. And he actually kept Scarface. It was like his street name. Period. So I liked Amen. it. But yeah, just cruel. And you're so young. You're going through so much. You're just trying to figure shit out. And these, this is how you're being treated. You don't have no daddy to look up to. Exactly. To be like, you know, be a, you know, this is how you handle these type of situations. And he had father figures in his life. And we're kind of going to talk about those, okay. I think, right now. Life didn't get really any easier for him. At just nine years old, Joshua was caught in the middle of a domestic violence situation between his mother and her third husband, who was chasing her down the street with a knife in his hand. Dang, mama was a rolling stone one. Yeah, she wasn't playing around. And Josh tried to help her. So just imagine, like, running after a grown-ass man who's running after your mother trying to hurt her. Stab her. Yeah. No child should be going through this. And it feels like it's back to back to back. Yeah. And there's nothing that Joshua can do about it. Like, he's just not being protected in this situation. And his mom was on drugs during around this time. So she was just in situation after situation that was affecting her children. And she just wasn't doing what a mother should be doing as far as protecting them. And then I also... Yeah, poor Joshua. And I also read that some of his stepdads were abusing him and his brother. They were like beating them, not whooping them because whoopings are different than beating. Yeah. But they were like getting beat and like it was just bad. 
you know what kind of sucks like i feel like the step parent role like you really have to watch yeah and see how like they interact with the kids your children because they're not theirs no no and that that difference is always something that someone that's evil and wicked and wants to do terrible things to your children can hide behind oh my god you know so watch you leave your kids weak just because they love you don't mean they love your kids and if they don't and if they love you but don't love your kids do they really even fucking do they even really love you facts no printer I'm not sure when Josh's criminal history started, but I do know that he started engaging in gang activity. And by the age of 12, so this is 1995, he was living in Colorado and was sentenced to two years probation for an attempted aggravated robbery. Here we go. At fucking 12. He's going down the path. First of all, he needed protection. Like, you know, gangs serve as that family that you probably never had. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm not surprised that he went to a gang mm-hmm. um, but at 12 years old you robbing right getting caught charging probation yeah it's a lot while he was on probation he was still doing illegal shit getting into fights and just all that his own mother turned him into the police herself on multiple occasions to be honest we can't trust her i mean i don't know if she was on drugs at the time that she turned him in right uh but girl he is a product of you facts and josh did end up selling drugs for an amount of time i'm not really aware of but he was definitely associated with drug deals and you know money handling and all that type of stuff Mm, what type of drugs not entirely sure Hmm. but i do know we'll get to it i wonder if he was selling to his mama kristen i'd sell to my mother I rather her get it. I rather her get it for me. I'm sure that's what everybody say. Joe Schmo down the street. Well, marijuana, I understand. The hard stuff. I don't know. Kill. They don't call that crack rock. What they call heroin? That black tar. What they call it? Dope. (laughs) (laughs) They dope. (laughs) They got some creative names for heroin. Yeah. So yeah, he must have been stressing her out bad for a mother to turn in her son. (laughs) <laughs> she said quote i did everything i could to help him god knows i did no you didn't we don't know well here's the thing mama mm-hmm. you put him around situations that he has to learn like what it is to be a man what it is to not be a man these yeah. are horrible examples yeah. one yeah you know so i don't know if you did everything you could do right i think you could have been a little less messy no shade no shade and because just protected we, your kid a little bit more as far as who he was around and what he was, you know, um, exposed to. And I think that sucks about being a parent is like, like you still have your own life, right? Yeah. Like you're still figuring out how to live your life, but now you have this person who's watching you do it. Yep. So now everything you do affects them. Yep. And as they get older, you can't control everything they're um, around or or exposed to and you can't control how what they saw you do affects them yeah yeah because you may be thinking i'm doing this and this is fucking horrible and i don't want my kids to do it but it's like for them it's like my mom's doing this so it can't be that bad so i might try it you know sad Mm. the cycle of abusive relationships that she found herself in definitely affected her children like i said earlier and it just seems like she needed help Joshua needed help. I'm pretty sure he had PTS fucking D after yeah. he was literally set ablaze. Like anytime somebody threw anything, I'm immediately ducking and running. If I was Joshua, <laughs> if I was Joshua, <laughs> I'd be fair. Yeah, yeah. But you're like 
comfortable. This is your neighbor. I'm not really sure what the dynamic was. Maybe they had beef, like right. whatever. But when you see someone pour something on you at eight years old, maybe that's not your first thought. No, I'm saying I can understand why he has PTSD from okay. that. Like okay. anytime somebody throws something, yeah. I'm ducking and running because of that situation. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely gonna, even if somebody flint you know yeah like takes, like they're coming about to, towards you with something in their hand but right you, i don't know what you got no i don't josh has spent some time in juvenile mental health programs and have been prescribed certain medications quote to calm him down so it's on the radar that he has some mental health issues Ooh, to calm him down was he angry was he aggressive i thinking i'm thinking he was aggressive mm. or maybe he had adhd or maybe just from what it looks like he may have had like an aggressive streak in him. Yeah. He just was clearly not okay. Yeah. He was going through a lot up until that point. And I just wish he had the right type of help that he could have, you know, that could have helped him. Yeah. And then on top of that, in early 2000, Amani, which is his mom, decided to get back together with her fourth husband and ended up moving to Virginia. Mm. And this meant she left her two sons, Roman and Joshua, behind in Colorado. With who? Don't know. So at this point, they're like 18 and 19 already. Josh was 18. Roman's 19. So mm. they're, grown, they're grown. But I know it couldn't have felt great for their mother to just, what it seems, be picking another man over them. This isn't the first time. I would say again. You know? And they probably know the dude because that was her fourth. Exactly. So they probably was just like, really, mom? What the fuck? Yeah. And just one month later, Roman and his 15-year-old girlfriend, mm-hmm. when he was 19, 20. Yeah sick were found shot to death in the home they were living at in aurora colorado whoa yeah that's his brother yeah his own blood someone he grew up with wow mm-hmm. rest in peace rest in peace 15 year old chrisanda jean temple had been shot eight times and two of those shots were to her face Ooh. good lord why did he why was he so mad at her maybe they had a thing Ooh, I'm just saying because That's messy. usually you're like, okay, if you're upset with someone, you target them and yeah. you give them the worst of it. And yeah. she got the worst of it. So, wow. yeah. So, yeah, maybe they did have a thing or maybe he was just pissed at her for maybe manipulating his brother. Yeah. There could be plenty of things. Just like a man. Mm. Roman was also shot eight times and they both died from their injuries. I mean, he went in. His own brother. He you only had 16 one. In the in the clip like that. I know. Maybe he, he had to have reloaded unless he had like an extendo or something. Yeah, because I thought only 15 go in some clips. I think it's like 11 or 12. Hmm. I don't fucking know. <laughs> that takes a lot of aggression to keep shooting, keep shooting. Yeah. You know, like. And family. One, pop, pop, pop. Pop, 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 mm-hmm. pop. Damn. And then again. Again. Pop, 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 pop. That's still a lot. I this tried to change it. I'm about to say, this isn't funny. This is horrible and sad, but like, no, well, for real. For no someone for real. to do this, it's just, it's fucking cold. No, it's disgusting. But cold I tried blooded. to change the tempo because nobody's sitting here doing pop, 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 pop. pop. Nobody's yeah, doing ridiculous. that. So, right. But that's a lot of bullets. Yeah. And both people, they got equal shots, too. Like, yeah. dang. It was some execution. He was style, like, style. empty the clip, reload, empty, empty the, the clip, clip again. Sick. According to investigators, they believe that Josh and Roman have been fighting for weeks and that there was a lot of bad blood and bad energy built up between them. Like, there was an instance where Roman had shot at a phone jack, 
like which is the part I, it's 2024 some people may not know what that is it's like the part where you plug the uh, home house phone yep it's co- like an ethernet looking cord mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so he shot at that while josh was on the phone talking so this is a pretty close shot yeah not good Okay, so Roma, you shooting. So like, you pointed a gun at him. Right, and you shot. Yeah. So it's up and it's stuck. Now we know y'all shooting at one another. Right. This it's is the way you communicate. Dangerous and risky as fuck. Very much. However, Josh's defense would suggest that Josh had nothing to do with the murders at all and that Roman and Chrisanda were involved in a gang-related drive-by shooting where one of their ops was targeted mm. and that the attack on them was just retaliation for that drive-by. Okay, who said that, though? The the defense girl. The people that are literally hired to make any type of excuse and reasoning that makes people think their client didn't do it. Well, to be fair, I'm sure Josh and Roman gave them plenty of ways to come up with another story. Right, because they had a lot of shit going on. Because they was in these streets. Right, in these streets, yeah. When Josh was arrested for the murders, he claimed that he was innocent and never changed his stance on it. His mother, Imani, believed him and stood by him throughout the entire trial, which seemingly helped his case because in July of 2001, Josh was acquitted for the two murders. Wow. That are technically still unsolved. Wow. Insane. His mother told the court that she, quote, prayed and looked into Joshua's eyes, and I know he did not commit this crime. Like, girl. No, no shade, mama. But you've been gone, okay? <laughs> you went to Virginia, right? Mm-hmm. You came back. Joshua may not be the same boy you knew. Mm-hmm. You may not have never really ever known Joshua it's until possible. he was like young before the incident of the gasoline. Right. So we can't trust what you're saying, Mama. Very fucking possible that this is just a totally different kid that she thinks she knows. She definitely loves, but she thinks she knows. She just doesn't. This is a young man. Yeah, he's a man now. She also said that she felt like Josh was being used as a scapegoat because he was, quote, poor, black, and had a criminal record. But who was, like, who was really going to be shooting Joshua? I mean, who who was really going to be shooting Roman mm-hmm. and his girlfriend mm-hmm. in their house? And how was it a yeah. drive-by one? That's what I was. They so it wasn't, it wasn't a drive-by. Okay. They were saying that it may have been retaliation, retaliation for a drive-by okay. that Chrisanda and Roman were a part of. Which, like I said, is very plausible possible possible but they had to have had something um to take him to trial with yeah but amani also seemed like she wasn't entirely drinking the kool-aid she said quote he swears he did not kill roman and chrisanda and if i had known i swear on my life i would have turned him in i wouldn't stand for it especially taking a life well, we know you would turn his ass in because she done about it before. Say, it kind of tracks. You've done it before, which means he ain't going to tell you. No. If he did it or not, no, mama. No, 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 no. You're an op. Exactly. Head. You're a snitch, bitch. <laughs> the jury, on the other hand, felt like they knew what was up. Mm. The jury for a woman not foreman for a woman. Mm-hmm. Sheila Hampton said that the prosecutors failed to prove the case. Quote, Beyond any doubt in our minds, we felt like Joshua did it, but it couldn't be proven. It's not that the defense did a great job as much as it was prosecutors not proving it. Damn. Ain't that a bitch. Ain't that a bitch. Like, you know, this person probably do it, but you have to abide by what the justice says. That burden of proof. Which is undeniable proof. Basically. 
without so you, a shadow of a doubt. So you just let a killer go. Yeah. Because they couldn't prove it. Yeah. Woo, that's tough. She went on to say, all we needed was one or two credible witnesses. At the time, I thought it was the right thing to do. Because it's like, we can't throw, this is the murder of two people, his brother. We can't just throw this at him and say, yeah, you're guilty because we think you are. This is, you're playing with people's fucking lives, you know? So the prosecution just didn't do their job. Yeah. Investigators close to the case expressed their concerns because although he had been acquitted, they feared that the justice system got it wrong. Well. <laughs> and that Joshua's potential for violence could possibly lead to someone else's life being taken. Well, yeah, I think they're right on the money with that. I was just about to say, and for once, they were not wrong. Ooh. He strikes again. Strikes again. He's angry. Angry, violent. I mean, just spastastic. Yeah, like he doesn't have a filter. He doesn't care about what happens to him. He'll lie. So never mind. He doesn't care what happens. Yeah, yeah. he'll protect his ass. Like, no, I didn't do that. You know, but he can't. It doesn't seem like he can help himself. If right. you killed your own brother, mm-hmm. what? you can kill anybody. What does Schmo point? or Joe mean to you? Right. Not a motherfucking thing. Who's Tom, Dick, and Harry? Right. Not a nary. <laughs> <laughs> Caleb, please. <laughs> okay. Okay, y'all know from listening to the show, we love food, yeah. We're foodies. We got a great relationship with food. At least, you know, I, at least I'm working on it. And what has been helping me work on it is Factor. Factor provides pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals, and they're delivered right to your door. You don't have to cook at all. You just heat it up. That's a little sketchy at first, I thought. But after tasting Factor, I was like, wait a minute. Like, mm-hmm. this is giving fresh. Mm-hmm. This is giving. And the thing is, you guys, you don't have to always use a microwave. No, 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 no. You can no. heat it up in a pan, in the oven. I was about to say, put some on the stove. Don't be scared. Yeah, multiple ways to heat up a meal. And trust me, you're going to want to try Factors on those days that you want to come home and you don't feel like cooking. You don't want to be in the kitchen longer than three minutes, okay? Yeah. They have options for everyone's diet needs from keto to vegan and vegetarian i mean there's just so many different options so if you guys want to try out factor head to factormeals.com slash black true crime 50 and use code black true crime 50 to get 50 percent off that's code black true crime 50 at factor f-a-c-t-o-r meals.com slash black true crime 50 to get 50 percent off and then let us know what you think okay back to the episode bye On Friday, January 4th, 2002, Imani saw her son, Joshua, and said that he told her he was going to New York. Mm. And he was with a friend. His Mm. name was Jamal Salix or Salix Crawford. And he was 22 years old at the time. Okay. So at this point, Josh is like 19, turning 20, whatever. She said of Jamal, quote, he was a cold man. I'm like, bitch, yeah. Probably a cold-blooded, gang-banging killer already, just like your son. <laughs> like, Imani, I feel like you hiding something. She, I don't think she's hiding something. I just think she's like, because we're going to read some more quotes of her later, but she's like always mentioning God, always talking about how she's praying and stuff. And you know how a lot of Christians are just blinded by being kind and looking at the best of people. Yeah. and I, I can I- love the Lord and also cover my ass and realize that evil is just as real as God. I was to say, just call it out for what it is. Right. Jesus never not did. Mm-hmm. But also, like, I feel like she's like I was. Maybe she's not. 
hiding something, but I just feel like she's overgeneralizing. Yeah. You know, like, I feel like, girl, just say what it is. Mm-hmm. Like, you know the dude, where he hang around with, who, what, what, he what, she, what he be you doing. You know, you got a little inkling because you know what your son is doing, but mm-hmm. you're not really saying it. Yeah. Like, I, I need, need to. I need more parents to hold their children accountable. And I know it's hard. Like, believe me, I love Kate, but if he's around here killing folk, um... Him, officer, over there. You know what I'm saying? Love you. I'll make sure you got some commissary, nigga. But you're going to jail. Matter of fact, give me a minute with him. <laughs> I'm about to say. I'm about to say. Apparently, he didn't get enough whoop. All right. I'm going to whoop his ass before he get in jail. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> K would never. No, he would never. And so when I wrote this, I was wondering... Like, I write things in the order as which I learn of them. Mm-hmm. So in this, I found out that I was right about Jamel because the next thing I learned about him... Jamel, Jamil, Jamal. I'm gonna, I'm, I don't know, bitch. I was going to say, who is Jamel? It's spelled, it's spelled J-A-M-E-L. So I'm thinking Jamel. Jamel. Okay, cool. The next thing I learned about Jamel was that he had already been convicted in 1997 for the murder of a 20-year-old man in Virginia Beach named Kareem Jonix. How is he out? Bitch. We're going to talk about it. The shooting happened a month before Jamel turned 18, but he was tried as an adult. Okay. In August of 1998, though, he pleaded guilty to voluntary manslaughter. He was given time served plus a fucking year of supervised probation. So the murder happened in 1997. Mm-hmm. At most, he spent a year in jail, Beach. Mm-hmm. For a murder? For shooting and killing someone. And then he was put on probation. How did that happen? I don't know. I'm enraged. And this is Virginia. You know, Virginia doesn't even fuck around. So That's I don't know. Saying, like, he was tried as a hotel adult. What is How happening? How did he escape the cracks? I mean, you know, sneak through the cracks on that one. I don't know. I don't know. And now he, Josh was rolling with him. Yep. The BFFs. Apparently they met on a street corner selling drugs. Well, this ain't going to be good. Watch out, New York. Not at all. The prosecutors in the case said, quote, we didn't feel as if we really had enough to convict him on the original murder charge, which is why they like brought it down to voluntary manslaughter or whatever and just got him to plead to it, mm-hmm. which I'm like, if you don't have enough, I would have just went to court. But you're looking at capital murder. So, if you know, you can't play that type of game with 12 random fucking people. And it could be the same thing that happened to Joshua where the prosecutors didn't have enough evidence mm-hmm. and Jamel was acquitted. gets acquitted. But that's what I'm saying. Like if I was Jamel, I would have just went to court. Yeah. Cause if they drop it down from a capital murder charge to voluntary manslaughter, they ain't got shit. But let's be real. Like Joshua was not a normal situation. No. People don't acquit young black men for murder. No, but you're right. You're right. I think it was just uh, they really, really lacked the fucking evidence. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like in Jamel's case, he probably didn't want to take the risk. Yeah, which is fair. And then Jamel made a statement to the Virginia Beach police um, that was deemed inadmissible mm. in court. So if they had that statement, I feel like that was really what their case would have banked on. on. But it was like it was suppressed by the judge, whatever. And as of that Friday in 2002, Jamel was scheduled to appear in court on a firearms charge just a week prior. So basically he was out on bail, skipped it, worn out for his arrest at this point. <laughs> and he goes and starts shooting people. Ooh. Oh, yeah. We're going to get to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jamel and Joshua. Uh-huh. They start cutting up. BFFs, yeah, yeah, not good. I wonder what happened to Jamel. Right, 
Didn't find Krista couldn't even find a picture of him. I'm gonna search high and low after we record mm-hmm. just to see if I can and send it to you again because I posted a screenshot of Eugene. your reaction to Eugene. <laughs> Eugene is from last week's episode. Check it out, you guys. It's funny. According to investigators, Joshua and Jamil shot 22-year-old Romano Head and Robert Morrison to death in Dumfries on mm. Wednesday, January 2nd. Dumfries, hot dog. We know Dumfries. Too child. close to where we was at. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the DMV, mm-hmm. Northern Virginia. Um, The dates were kind of wonky, so I would read in one publication it was January 2nd, then I would read it was January 4th, so either way, it was between that Wednesday and Friday. Mm -hmm. Um, They were disrespectfully murdered in their own apartment after being robbed of their weed and money, and then they were told by Jamel and Josh to take off their clothes and stand in a bathtub. What the heck? So fucking foul. Their friend... Rutherford Berry was also shot in the head, but by the grace of God, he survived the attack. Oh, thank God. Yeah. That is so How do people be surviving shots to the head? Because parts of our head are useless, Which is so crazy. It's like, why would we have useless spaces in our head? Well, some of us are airheads. Just kidding. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) Wow. Maybe it was for moments like these. Yeah. So rest in peace to Romano Head and Robert Morrison. Rest in peace, R&R. They were high school besties and roommates. It's just really fucking sad. Smoke a little weed with these niggas that they met on the street. You know, they They probably wasn't even pushing peas. They were probably just like keeping it cute with some cute peas or, you know, little baggies. Right. They didn't deserve this. And then also, why the fuck do niggas be having other niggas take their clothes off when they be doing that? I don't understand that. I think it's some gang stuff. Like, you I think, think it's like a some, humiliation yes, ritual? Yes, 100%. Some type of humiliation thing that they do. Because what grown tail man wants to take <laughs> off their clothes in front of another grown tail man, especially if they claim, at gunpoint? If they claim they're straight. Right, that part. Especially at gunpoint. Right. That's humiliating. And it's it it's terrifying. Yeah. And I can't imagine what Robert vulnerable. and Romano Yeah, absolutely. I feel terrible for them and I feel terrible for their families. They were both unfortunately shot in the head. And um, as we know, didn't survive. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. And surprisingly, or unsurprisingly, these weren't the first two murders that these two men committed together. On Wednesday, December twelfth, two thousand one, both men were accused of shooting twenty-four-year-old Clayton Breeding to death in the parking lot of Ripone Middle School in Woodbridge, Virginia. Woodbridge. We know Woodbridge, bitch. It's like our backyard. Mm-hmm. It apparently happened during a botched drug deal. Mm. So, comes down to the money. Y'all can't be going to Virginia and New York on the bullshit. Like, also, a lot of people <laughs> don't think that Virginia has like danger to them i think chris brown was like the one that probably introduced people to the fact that there's a dangerous side to virginia bitch ain't he from like tapahonicook what's the forever what's he saying that song tapahonic 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 (laughs) cook i don't know what he's saying potomac no (laughs) (laughs) i'm like missy's from portsmouth missy elliott yeah that's south so like she know what it is right 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 but damn Northern Virginia, y'all, is it can get dangerous. And I up think there. I think Chris is from Tappahannock. Somebody tell me where the fuck that nigga's from, because <laughs> I don't know. But I think it's more so like 
not DMV. It's, like near Richmond area? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's what I think. It's well, about. Northern Virginia, y'all, is not as horrible as DC. What he say? I don't want to be nothing. What's that song, bitch? Is that song? What, he uh, says where he's from. Uh, he's not 16. What is that? That sound is that? Am I saying I'm so hood, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> Embarrassing. Okay. Yeah, either way, what to look that up right now? Yeah. Where the fuck is that name from? I'm gonna keep going though. And they have also been linked to a shooting and a robbery at a store in Stafford, Virginia. And on top of that, they were suspected of shooting and wounding four people in New York. Good lord! Yes, he's from Tappahannock. Oh, I said it. You did. <laughs> It's a type of Hanukkah, but okay. type of Hanukkah. Per. Mm-hmm. And where is that in Virginia? Okay, next question. <laughs> <laughs> so they shot four people in New York, bitch. One of those shootings happened in Queens when they robbed a small Spanish grocery store and shot the 20-year-old clerk in the face. For what? Just rob and get gone. They're just fucking trigger happy. It's it's so embarrassing and infuriating like where did this even come from like can you imagine like me and you we decide <laughs> let's go to <laughs> let's go to we're alabama and wreak havoc we're getting caught we're getting caught let's go to another state and just cut the heck up together we're I getting just, caught bitch it's not gonna that. be it's not gonna last long tapahannock is near fredericksburg so it's in between That's richmond down. and mm-hmm. fredericksburg mm-hmm. and basically like I think with Joshua, it's like, okay, I got away with it, right? Like, mm-hmm. I got away with so much. I got away with murdering two people. My own brother. My I'm own uns- brother. I'm unstoppable. Period. Ain't nothing stopping him. His mama gone. Who's going to hold him back? Who's going to tell him what to do? Right. When they were fleeing the scene, they were in a car that slid on a black ice patch and ended up in the front lawn of a 61-year-old off-duty employee of the transit police. And when he came outside to see what the hubbub was about, they shot him too. Good Lord. A bullet grazed his head and then uh, also grazed his hand, but thankfully he survived. Thank God. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They're shooting people straight for the head. You actually want to take their life. It's not even like, oh, let me incapacitate you. Like This is robbery and murder. Like, y'all slid into where I'm at. Why I'm getting shot. Fucking crazy. I would say my black ass in the house. I sure would have. So I'm assuming the 61-year-old wasn't black. Like, if you're going outside to investigate anything, you better come with a weapon. That's what I'm saying. Absolutely not. The Pris William assistant attorney said about the two men, quote, these are individuals who, for whatever reason, quickly developed an insatiable appetite for killing. That part which we'll never understand where the hell it came from. I can why. tell you, when you taste blood mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it tastes good with no repercussions, mm-hmm. you're going to want to taste it again. Both it's, of them had these type of instances. Absolutely. Where they both escaped a very long sentence. For taking someone's life. people. Straight up murder people. So it's just like a up. shark. Like when shark, you know, sharks are used to eating fish or seals or whatever they're used to in the water. But once they get the taste of human blood, you know, maybe As, their taste buds change and that's what they want. I was going to say, that's most animals. When you see an animal attack a human, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if they didn't kill the human or not. They have to put that animal down because now they've tasted human, human blood. And human their blood appetite there. has changed. Oh, God, that's horrible. Shout out to um Haramu. Um, Bitch. That gorilla. Harambe? <laughs> Justice for Harambe. Shout out to Harambe. They put him down when he saved that little fucking he shit slide. He didn't even slide. do anything 
to the boy. No. Why did you kill him? I'll never understand that. I mean, he did drag him around by his foot for a little and bit, but he saved his life. He saved his dog on life. Drag him around by the foot. He'll do that with his own kid. Evil. We're evil people. Oh, y'all. Not me. But, but you put him in the human zoo. human fucking race. Y'all put him in the zoo. Right. And then a baby falls in. What you expect him to do? Right. So shout out to Harambe. That just made me mad. Yeah. Justice for Harambe. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You guys know how relationships ebb and they flow? Well, I'm learning that. (laughs) And I'm learning that to help with those ebbs and flows and those awkward moments of not knowing what to say and how to communicate. The best way to move forward is to have somebody to talk to. Have somebody to help you guys figure out what you need to figure out. It's BetterHelp. You guys, this is Kristen speaking, by the way. <laughs> I love me some better help, okay? Yeah. I love saying that I am taking care of my mental and my emotional space. Yes. So why not do that for yourself? Yes. Enter this new year. Start this new year. We're still early with some better help. We always say be safe, protect your peace in your space. And a part of that is protecting your mental health. So if you guys are interested in trying something new or even just going a different avenue with your therapy, we highly suggest visiting betterhelp.com slash black you crime today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash black you crime. Become your own soulmate. Oh my God, I love that. Oh, and it's almost Valentine's Day. So yeah, become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Period. Enjoying better help. Okay, back to the episode. They were eventually arrested in the South Bronx around 12.30 p.m. after running a red light. And that's when the three Virginia murders started to be like pieced together um, a bit more and ended up being tied to Josh and Jamel. Both men were held in custody in New York and were awaiting extradition back to Virginia to face the murder charges. Amani, which we already said is Josh's mother, mama. <laughs> said she spoke with him and that he admitted to being involved in the January 2nd shooting. So remember the murder of Romano and Robert. He admitted to being involved in that, but he denied being involved in the, Sim- the, the December 12th shooting of Clayton. And that the only reason he was involved with Jamel and the murders is because Jamel had threatened to kill him or his family if he didn't go along with the plans. You a bold-faced lie. I'm about to say, let's take another look at Josh. Josh, you don't really get, yeah, you got satellites for ears, but you don't really give, take advantage of me, I'm the victim. No. I'm not along with the ride. We all know that he's aggressive. Why would he go why would you go to a whole two states with a dude that says i'm gonna kill your one man that right. says i'm gonna kill your family all you got is your mama left <laughs> i'm saying who were you scared for and then you came to the state where mama was <laughs> at so if you wanted to protect her why did you go to virginia that makes no sense make it make sense so i'm sure that it broke her heart to hear her son admit to being a part of murdering two people right especially since he was accused of and tried for the murder of his freaking brother and his girlfriend which was underage and disgusting and who the fuck was involved in that they need to be arrested as well so now it probably makes her feel like well did he kill his brother did he kill my baby boy right amani was quoted to have said rage in his heart wanting to be noticed the sickness he has is it the sins of the father i don't know but there's a point in my life when a mother had to let go. Yeah. Good for her. Because I know just the, the emotional burden in itself is, is, is too much for most people. And it really sounds like, you know, she turned her life around. Mm-hmm. Like once a mother on drugs mm-hmm. getting chased down the street by men. Yeah. 
is now a mother who prays and has a, a well a man who has kept her safe yeah so it seems like she's changed her life but to see her son not be able to do that um it's hard yep and so then yeah, to see to and then have up. to put her other son in the ground because possibly her other son did it it's just heavy shit at some point a mama has to let go Damn. I feel bad. I feel bad for Monty. Yeah, she didn't have like the greatest situation for her children, but at the same time, she was a victim in the sense of being abused by these men. Yeah. And it sucks. What makes this case even worse is that both men were essentially on the run when they were committing these murders. Like law enforcement was actively looking for them and they're just mm. causing so much pain and I just don't get it. Maybe they're like, let me do my last big one before I hit the slammer forever. Because <laughs> they don't care. They don't care. They they literally like like he said they have an insatiable hunger to cut the f up yep. and cause havoc wherever they go. Yeah, some people don't see value in their own lives, so why the hell would they see value in a stranger? And when a person doesn't see value in their own life, that's a dangerous person. Stay clear. I don't care if they say they're depressed, if they're in the rooms, that's still a very dangerous person. Because if clear. they don't have regard for their own life, well, why would they care about yours? They don't and won't. They don't and won't. And this was a huge point of contention during the cases. Like some of the victim's family members, namely Wilbur Henry Morrison, who was the dad of Robert Morrison, who was killed in January, said that, quote, I'm still trying to understand how these men were able to be on the streets. How can people like that get out on bail? It's just shocking. It's so true. Yeah. It's so true. How? How are they on bail? Mm. They're grown. They're over 18 at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, Jamel has been already convicted. So I'm really confused. How were they let out on bail? Great question, sister. I think we're going to get to it. And obviously we agree with Wilbur. Mm -hmm. I think that was his first name. Because the fact that Jamel, who, by the way, was known as Divine in his Woodbridge neighborhood. Just saying. He was doing the bending. No shade. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Oh. <laughs> he was known as Divine. Divine, you wasn't so divine. It's giving Uncle Patrick or Uncle Carlson from that show that everyone keeps talking about, P Valley. What's his name? Uncle oh, Curtis. Uncle Curtis, probably. That's not it. Oh. <laughs> I've never watched it. Me neither, but everyone knows what I'm talking about. So yeah, he went by Divine, which I I got hung up on, can't lie. And was literally accused of killing a man, but was out on the motherfucking streets while he was waiting for his day in court on some weapons charges. What are we doing? What? What are we doing? What safeguards are in place to protect the public from people that have already shown that they are violent? It's not even like he was accused and acquitted like Josh. He was actually sentenced for this. This is the Commonwealth of Virginia. Yeah. How are they allowing this to go down? I mean, this place, if you miss property taxes, they come in for your ass. Oh my god. Yeah. How I almost are went to they jail. allowing killers? Yeah. <laughs> no, for real. How are they allowing killers, convicted killers to get away with certain things? I do not get it. What happened back then? I don't know. It was a different time. I can see that. He was charged and he meaning Josh was charged with three weapons charges, but somehow the Prince William's magistrate, her name was Marion B. Evans, Set his bail at a low-ass, crusty-ass $1,000. Take me out. Take me out. Put me in an envelope. <laughs> Lick me up and mail me home. I'm about to say back to sender. Because what are we saying? $1,000. <laughs> All you need is a credit card. Josh only had to pay $100 to get back on the street. Insane. Yeah. Okay. Like, so, you, so, Because you have to pay like 10% of the bail or whatever. Yeah. 
Oh my god, I thought that was a ten percent, which makes it even no. worse. A hundred dollars yeah. ain't shit. So part of me feels like okay, like you want to like almost thank the justice system for having some decorum mm. and not Restraint. slapping people. Yeah, putting them straight in the prison under the prison to be forgotten and lost. Yeah, but at the same time, who whose like rights happen? I about to say whose rights matter more? Right, criminals who don't do nothing who are constantly offending because remember he got his first arrest that we know of around 11 or 12 mm-hmm. and he kept getting arrested kept having his runs with the law kept and being violent and escalating absolutely so it's like some people regardless of their skin color need to be put in the motherfucking penitentiary it really is that simple very simple this is just fucking ridiculous and he got a hundred dollar buyout exactly a thousand dollar bail for three weapons charges. Y'all crazy. You know what I'm saying? He's a felon. He shouldn't have no weapon, period. And you only gave him a thousand dollars? Okay. Okay, whatever. You know? I guess they don't give a fuck. <laughs> guess not. Just I guess terrible. Virginia said, um, we don't want to pay for you. We don't want to live in our Yeah, here. exactly. So get out back on the so street and somewhere. Do as you will. This case also shows that there's always an exception to the rule because like we know that the justice system unfairly targets black and brown people. But in this case, like let's be real, it's, this is unacceptable. This is crazy. These are the very people they should have targeted and they did not. A hundred percent. And a lot of the surviving victims and victims' family members felt that these murders and attacks could have been avoided if Josh and Jamel's criminal history was like taken seriously. Like you can see their record, right? Like I'm sure when you pull up josh and his last name like you can see what his case history is jamel yeah so why were you so lenient and according to virginia law it's required for the judicial officer to take into account the person's criminal history like you're supposed to consider that before you set their fucking bail and she's giving these niggas (laughs) pennies on the dollar to get out it doesn't make any sense to me none whatsoever i don't know if they slipped through the cracks she was having a, a rough week and right. just wanted to get the cup out of there like but it, it really sucks and if they actually did their jobs right i'm talking to you murray and <laughs> people could still be here people could still be alive man and that's not a fucking joke no, that's that a chilling funny. realization that's not funny it just but that's what i'm saying okay so if you're gonna choose a job right mm-hmm. that has real weight in the game yeah. that can affect Hundreds of hundreds of lives. Life and death. You better love that shit. I'm talking about, yeah, you want to check, but you better love what you do. Right. If you don't, you're in the wrong profession. Yep. Because people will will lose their lives over you over, not paying attention one day. Right. You having a rough morning, you being hung over from the night before, and you just, you know, happen to. That's not acceptable. That's unacceptable. Wild. Joshua ended up being charged with three counts of murder, three counts of robbery, and then five firearm violations in july of 2007 25 year old joshua waynes andrews was found guilty for the murders of high school friends romano head and robert morrison and the prosecution urged the court to send his ass to death row like at this point we've tried we've gave the dude chances yeah um and he has decided what he wants to do i don't agree with death just right now because Mm -hmm. he's so young but at the same time like does he deserve it probably I mean, you know, at this point, they have taken the lives of three people that we know of. And then Joshua possibly took the life of his own brother and the brother's girlfriend. I know. But he's look, it's giving serial killer. Wow. Whoa. Kind of is. Yeah. And like not in like a 
intellectual way. No. Like, it's literally like a little boy who is so effed up from mm-hmm. the things that he's been through mm-hmm. that he said, F it. Yeah. And I'm going to just go to town. And he probably found a home with a lot of gangbangers who make songs about killing folk and think it's fucking fun. But yeah, but what confuses me is he was in a whole gang, right? But he chose just Jamel to go off and do crazy things with. You know, it was just two boys. But that's what like we know. That's his brother. That's of what we know. You're right. You're almost right, like sister. Jamel maybe was he brother. was pre- maybe he was replacing his brother with Jamel. Yeah. And they went out and did horrible fucking horrible shit. things. Wow. It seems like from what we know about Roman when he was here, if he shot at a freaking phone jack, he was winning. He wasn't for play play either. Yeah, he wasn't for play play, but maybe he had standards. Some gangbangers got honor. Does he have standards, bitch, if he was dating a 15-year-old at 20 years old? (laughs) Okay. Okay. That's fair. We don't like to speak ill of the dead, but wrong is wrong. Yes, wrong is wrong. Well, I'm just saying. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying. Mm Mm-hmm. The prosecution told the court that Joshua was a literal menace. He had threatened court officials. He'd attacked an inmate who testified against him previously. And he even offered a guard cash to help him escape. Yeah, it's given menace. He's not trying to be rehabilitated at all. No. He doesn't give a fuck. No. And that's a wrap. (laughs) (laughs) The ADA said during his opening statement at sentencing that, quote, You know what he's done in his past. You fully understand the horror that those three young men had to go through because of him. He's more dangerous, more violent, more cold and calculated than he has ever been in his life. It's true, though. (sighs) That's terrible. I wouldn't even say calculated, but like calculated in the sense of like he knows what he's doing. And he knows what he wants to do. So he's going to do it. Yeah. Everything he said was true. Yeah. But naturally, his defense team presented the difficulties Josh went through as a child and Asked that they spare his life. I mean, that's fair. Mm-hmm. Like, you want to paint the whole picture. Because if I'm the juror, right, I want to know everything in order for me to make a decision. Correct. Even if there's some good moments in his, I mean, some moments in his life where it warrants yeah. him not turning out to be great. Yeah. At the end of the day, he still killed three people. Right. And I think his history kind of bites him in the ass a little bit. Because your dad went to jail for killing two people when he was robbing them, Right. Then you turn around and go and kill multiple people while you're robbing them. So clearly you didn't learn the lesson. It wasn't that what your dad went through was so traumatizing for you that you didn't want to go through it. You seem to have found a kinship in what your dad did and a reason to justify what you did. And for me, I'm like, nah, all those are choices. Yeah, All those are choices. That's so fair. He ended up being sentenced to death for the murders of Romano and Robert, but he ended up being acquitted for the murder of Clayton. Mm-hmm. I wonder why. Clayton's mom was understandably devastated by the death of her son and said about Joshua, quote, he's evil. That's what his name is. Ooh. That's she, his name. She. I call you evil. Mm-hmm. Oh, you are evil. Okay. You are so evil to me. Okay. That's what she said. Right? Amani was hurt too, child. Amani meaning Joshua's mom. I'm so sick of her. <laughs> She said, quote, I'm sorry for the pain that the families are going through. I've always prayed for them. I hope they can find it in their hearts to forgive. Now, one thing somebody's going to do, somebody's mama going to do is sprinkle the word prayer into something. <laughs> and then so it true. just changes it and, you know, kind of makes it softer And it to makes deal you want to, like, deal with it slightly softer. Yes. But at the same time, girl, mm-hmm. 
Your son. Mm-hmm. Get your son, yeah. bro. Check his ass. Your son killed your other son. Okay. I mean, and you probably still don't want to believe it. Right. He did. So, yeah, it's just not a good situation. I feel for Amani. I feel for all the parents of the victims and the families of them. Um, Joshua, I feel for his the start of his life. But yeah. at the end of the day, we all have a point to where we make a fucking choice. And, that's and what he I was made terrible say. choices. Yes. And trust and believe, going back to the comment I made, no one is victim shaming. Right. Anyone. Right. But I'm posing the question of we all have a choice to make. Yeah. So how do we choose to make them? Um, I guess it just starts with who you are, how you're raised, how what you, you believe in. And nurture versus nature, everything. Yeah. So back, let's rewind. Mm-hmm. What happened to Jamel again? Great question. Don't really know. I think Jamel, I think Jamel did get sentenced for what happened. I think he was sentenced to life. I'm not sure if it was death or not, because I know that uh, Josh's sentence ended up being commuted to life. Okay. I don't know. I think it was on appeal. Mm-hmm. Um, but either way, both of them are still in jail, Okay, which is great. I couldn't find any prison record in a sense of like pictures or anything like that in regards to Jamel. I'm going to look even more. And if I do find it, you guys will be the first to know if you follow us on Instagram. Period. Um, but yeah, so that was our case. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't like, no, um, I don't like joshua to be fair (laughs) like there was no real like classiness there was no real poise it was was just a boy who was mad at the world and decided to just kill yeah and when you say classiness and poise obviously there's no classiness or poise involved in taking people's lives but we're just talking about there's no real reasoning behind it it seems like he got with the wrong group of people and chose that identity Instead of choosing something better. And when your mother is addicted to drugs and she's bringing around these trash ass men, you don't really have a direction to go. Yeah. I just feel like he could have like done so much better with his life. Mm -hmm. One. And like the way that he went out is to me, it's just like, dude, this isn't even it's not giving. It's not worth it. Like even you being a killer is not giving. No. You should have done something else with your life. Yeah. Like when I look at him, you know. It does give like damn, but when I look at him, honestly, I don't see killer. I don't see like it, at least in this picture. But right, I'm gonna post another picture um, on social media and stuff, and you guys let us know what Josh is giving. Josh looks sad. He does. His eyes look very, very sad. So I'm sad. That case was making me sad. Yeah, this is a case. We can't always have fun like we did last week. Yeah. <laughs> But we hope you guys had fun in some way, shape, or form. We all think, like, do you think he was trying to replace his brother and maybe he felt guilty for possibly killing his brother? Mm-hmm. So he took Jamal or took to Jamal so easily. Yeah. And they had like-mindedness. Yes. They were gangbangers and killers. Yes. You know, like, what What was the relationship of that? Right. Do you guys think that maybe he was being threatened in the life of his family being threatened? No, we don't, know Dargo was a lie. But <laughs> what did y'all think about Imani? Like this mama kept popping up, kept going to her son, saying, "This is what he said, mm. girl, girl." What do you have to say? Right. I mean, she said a lot. She so. did. She kept popping up. <laughs> but thank you guys so much for listening to this case. Rest in peace to everyone involved. I couldn't find really pictures of them. I don't know if it was because it happened. What this was like 2000, 2002, so that's not really an excuse. Yeah. Um, no obituaries online, all that type of stuff. I'm gonna oh. dig deeper, and if I can find it, like I said, y'all be the first to know. But uh, maybe Virginia is embarrassed. 
how they handled <laughs> they should be they them. should be i agree they should be but the families could at least post pictures and stuff like that yeah. so but it's been a long time so you know who knows Either way, rest in peace to them. Um, thank you guys so much for listening to the episode. Let us know what you think. And yeah, if you enjoy the show even a little bit, please give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or even Facebook. It really, really helps the show grow. And yeah, as always, before we go, be safe, protect your peace, and protect your space. So we don't have to cover your case, friend. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the show. You can stream all of our episodes on Amazon Music, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And if you enjoy the show, please leave us a five-star rating on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and even Facebook. It's the best way to help the show grow, and it's completely free. For bonus content, you can find us on Patreon. And for more information about the show, you can visit BlackTrueCrime.com. See you next time.